friend reading his resume. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. One more scripture that shows you man's righteousness and how man have their righteousness that they are living by. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. The word of God says, and he said unto them, this is Jesus talking now. Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. Look at it. But God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Your lofty knowledge, usually abomination in the sight of God. But here is what I wanted to point out to you. It says, ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. People who says, God knoweth my heart, what you're doing is justifying yourself before people. When you live off of your good intentions, when you live according to your religious ways, and not according to the knowledge of God, and not according to the word of God, and not according to the righteousness of God, then hear me, what you're saying is, you're living according to your own intentions. You're living according to your knowledge, and God knows your heart. You can't say that to God, though. You're only saying that to people. Because God really do know your heart. And God knows when you tell people God knows my heart, if God wanted to be mean, he will roll up on you and whisper to you and says, that was for them, right? Because I know your heart and I know you are a bunch of, you know what? That was for them. That wasn't for me. And so that, that's, that, that's what God would say. But because he's so gracious and because he's so loving, he just lets you go. He gives you a break. But God do know your heart. And when you say that, you're only justifying your actions before people. So let me give you a secret that I gave them this morning. What you think is best, going before God and being honest and calling yourself, calling yourself whatever you are to God or keep fronting in front of people. Which, which one is it? Which one are you going to do? Because it, it, to me, it seems stressful to always have to try to stand before people and portray something that I'm really not. As opposed to just going to God and say, God, I'm a rotten, dirty scoundrel. I am a sinner. I keep doing the same thing over and over. I'm a mess. I keep making promises to you that I'm not fulfilling. I keep talking about I'm going to grow and I never grow. I keep repenting but keep going back and doing the same thing. God, I lie to people and I present myself all the time like I'm this great person when I'm really not. And I'm tired of being that way, God. Will you deliver me and save me, oh God? Is that better or God knows my heart? God knows my heart. When you know your heart ain't right. So when you say God knows my heart, you're only saying it to appease people because God certainly knows your heart. Good intentions cannot save you. So having in your heart, I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it right. But keep doing it wrong. That won't save you. 
Men's knowledge, which lead to men's righteousness, cannot save him. It is only the knowledge of God and his righteousness that can save man. The mass or masses of mankind are ignorant of the righteousness which God requires. So a lot of people are trying to live for God, but do not know what God requires as far as righteousness is concerned. So you find yourself in a tight spot because you're trying to live for God, not knowing what God requires. Some of you just don't want to know what God requires. You'd rather just rest on your laurels to say, God loves me and God cares for me and God is merciful. And so you live your life with those thoughts in your mind, doing whatever you want. The current notion is I must pray so much. I must weep so much. I must feel so much and I must do the best I can following religious traditions. This is the common ignorance of man because we think our works is what's going to save us. If I go to church today, I know I haven't been to church in a while, but if I go today, God is going to just give me a couple points for that. I know I haven't gone a lot, but if I go today, God give me a little bit, you know, give me a couple points, you know. And, and, and that, that, you know, I'm storing up the points. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how it works. You know what? When I pray tomorrow morning, I get another point for that. And then y'all be doing those daily scriptures. If I read at least a little bit of that, it give me some more points for that. Um, um. And you know what? I'm not even going to be angry today. I'm just going to have a good attitude today and I get some points for that. Th- that's kind of how we operate. If we, I'm just like, that's not the way God works, church. If we live that way, trying to earn points to get to heaven, we'll never get there. Because we'll, we'll earn them some points and then it will all just be wiped away because we'll do some dumb, crazy things. All gone. Start from scratch again. Just say we had, to, oh, we had to store up a million points to get to heaven. Just say we had to do that, right? And every little thing we do is a point. We'll get to 999,000, get ready to hit a million, and, and may even hit a million, and then just go do something foolish and then 500,000 just get taken away just like that. We'll never get there. We'll never get there if that's the way we're living. So, so let's not do that. Let, let's, that's not the way God works. That's not the way God works. Many people around us, admirable people, are living their life this way, trying to store up some points to get to heaven. However, their knowledge and righteousness will not allow them to inherit eternal life. We read Romans chapter 10, verse 3 earlier, and it says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness... And going about establishing their own righteousness. Church, we can't live on our own standards to get to heaven. We cannot live according to our own standards to get to heaven. You set certain standards in your life the way you want to live your life. You set certain standards on how you want to lead your household. You set certain standards on how you are at your job. That don't save you. That's good that you do that. We're supposed to have standards in our life. But that's not God's standards. That's yours. And that's, while that's good and that works and it helps out at times, that can't get you to heaven. It's only God's standards, God's righteousness that gets you there. And so they have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. 
So it's only the righteousness of God, the standards of God that will get you to heaven. Romans chapter 9, verse number 31 and 32. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, had not attained to the law of righteousness. You hear that? They followed the law of righteousness and had not attained to the law of righteousness. Now that might get you confused. Hopefully the next verse clear up your confusion. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith. So what the word of God is telling us, when you try to establish your righteousness according to works and not by faith, you will never attain to God's righteousness. That's your righteousness because God's righteousness only comes by faith. God's righteousness only comes by faith. It doesn't come by a bunch of rules. It doesn't come by a bunch of do's and don'ts. God's righteousness only comes by faith. The knowledge of God and his righteousness comes by knowing Jesus Christ. When you know Jesus Christ, you have obtained the knowledge of God and you have obtained faith. When you know Jesus Christ, you have obtained the knowledge of God and you have obtained faith. So I implore you today, seek to know Jesus. Study to know Jesus. Live to know Jesus and you obtain faith and that knowledge will be what you need to take you through this life that you may spend eternity with him. Any other way won't work. Listen to me as I close here. The Jews kept trying to pursue righteousness by their own works. They had a worthy goal to obtain God's righteousness. But they try to achieve it the wrong way. You can want to be saved. You can want to serve God. You can want to be a part of the church. But you can't do it your way. But they try to achieve it the wrong way. By rigid and painstaking obedience to the law. There are some Christians, I feel bad for you. That all you do is look around and criticize whether people are doing or not doing. And you're in trouble yourself. Because we can't get to heaven on do's or don'ts. We don't do this. We need to do that. Every time you see somebody not doing something, all you're thinking about is, ooh, they ain't right. Okay, keep living like that and see if you get to heaven. Because we don't get to heaven through do's or don'ts. We get to heaven by faith. Thus, some of them, some of those Jews became more dedicated. God is so smart. I know that sounds silly, but I just got to say it in just layman terms. God is so smart. Because listen to this. Some of them became more dedicated to the law than to God. So God knows if all you do is live for him by do's and don'ts, the letter of the law is. by faith because when you live by faith you're living by him who he is his knowledge and that's what gets you through because he is who's going to get you through but if you keep want to look at the letter of the law it becomes your god oh i gotta do that not even think about you oh i gotta, I gotta do that oh man you're not doing that we gotta do that you lost 
the Jews did not see that, their, that, that the scriptures in the Old Testament taught salvation is by faith and not by human efforts. The point Paul made in the first part of this letter is that salvation, it must come by the righteousness of God. And you only can receive the righteousness of God by faith. As a result, they stumbled over the stumbling block. Jesus Christ became a stumbling block to the Jews because he got in, he got in the way of the letter of the law. It's not the way it's supposed to work. Jesus was not what they expected, so they missed him. <laughs> in so doing, they missed their only way of salvation. Jesus is a stumbling block to Jews and to all who allow pride to get into their way. To all who would rather have recognition for doing what they think is good as opposed to trusting God. Some people still stumble over Christ today because of salvation and it's only obtained by faith. They would rather try to work their way to God or else they expect him simply to overlook their sins. Others stumble over Christ because his values are the opposite of the world's. I once heard a preacher said, listen to me carefully. You might find yourself on the side of God when you do the opposite of the majority. You might just find yourself on the side of God when you do the opposite of the majority. Because his ways are not our ways. And so we're all going to usually have the same viewpoint. So when everybody's leaning left, you lean right. And when everybody's leaning right, you lean left. Because his ways are not our ways. And when you join in with everybody else, God is probably not in it. So I'm not joining in with this world, raving and ranting about the current events. Because I want to see people saved. And if I get into the midst of what everybody else is doing, I can't get you saved. If you and I are in the same position, I can't save you. <laughs> I can't help you if you and I are in the same predicament. But if I'm not in a predicament with you, I probably can help you. And so I refuse to let the predicaments of the current events and all the things that goes on in our world that everybody is doing, that everybody's talking about, I refuse to let it pull me in because I need to stay out because I want to see you saved. And if you want to see others saved, you will stay out of the predicaments that most people are in. You will stay out of where the majority is are because you're trying to help to save the majority. Good intentions cannot save you. God is trying to wake us up and open our eyes. He is really trying to open our eyes, wake us up. Good things, comfort, don't get us awakened to God is when we start to experience turmoil, that we start turning to God. It's unfortunate that God has to allow turmoil to come our way before we turn to him 
but it's just a fact. It's just a fact. And so God is trying to awaken us because he wants to save us. That's all it's about. He wants to save us. He wants us to spend eternity with him. He wants us to be delivered. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to be righteous. He wants us to be born again of the water of the spirit and live in a holy and righteous life. That's what he wants from us. And so if he has to allow some things to come our way to make us say, God, why is this happening? Just that question alone. If he got to allow things to come, not do things, but allow things to come, just so you can say, God, where are you in all of this? It's all good. Because if it never came, you wouldn't have never asked that question. Because when it's good, you don't ask God, what, God, what's going on? Not when it's good. When it's good, you're just enjoying the goodness. But when it's not good, you're asking God some questions. And guess what? He's ready to answer them. And so it's good when, when, when we're going through stuff because we will begin to engage him. If we're just experiencing goodness, we will not engage him. So he allow some things to come our way that's not so good. Good intentions cannot save us, but faith in Jesus Christ will. The knowledge of Jesus Christ and his righteousness are what we must obey to be saved and to help others get saved. Will you stand with me? According to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and his righteousness is how we're going to be saved. We need to go before the Lord today. I'm trying to help as best as I can. Preaching God's word with every thing that's within me to help you, to help us. Because I believe we're in a crucial time. We don't know when Jesus is going to come back. We don't know when he's going to come back. I still believe he's going to come back. For us, that's in the West, he's going to come back. Early Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning. Probably about midnight. 12.01 one Sunday morning. 12.01 amen. A.M. one Sunday morning. No man knows the hour. So don't, don't pay me no mind on that. I'm just telling you what I think. No man know the day, so don't pay me no mind on that. Don't miss the point. The point is he's coming back when we don't know. He's coming back when we do not know. And so we need to get ourselves right and be ready. Our good intentions that we've had. People have good intentions about how they're going to move through 2021. Forget about good intentions. They're just thoughts up in here. Good intentions are just thoughts up in here that we allow to stay there and we keep telling ourselves what we're going to do with our good intentions. But they never amount to anything godly. Until you respond to the Lord Jesus Christ in faith by obeying his word, it's all just up here, and it do you no good. Today, allow the Lord to speak to your heart. He's already spoken. 
Don't let this word escape you. Hold on to this word with dear life. And if you have not given your life to God, you better do it. If you have not repented of your sins now that you understand that Jesus Christ is Lord God Almighty and he's not the third person of the Trinity. Now that you know that Jesus Christ is God Almighty and he's one and besides him there is no other savior. He manifested himself from the invisible to visible. There's no two or three. One. Always operating. One. Now that you know that and what he has gone through to save you, will you repent of your sins? Will you get baptized in Jesus Christ in his name for the remission of sins? He promised that he will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when he fills you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you will find yourself speaking with a tongue that's unknown to you, but it's just the evidence that you have his spirit living in you. He promised that. That's what he wants to do in your life. But will you respond in obedience and let him have his way in your life? Or will you just walk out or turn off? What you're joining us through or with the medium that you're using and be done with and say, that was good. That was good. But you never do anything about it. Is there anyone that will give their life to God today? You're ready. You're saying, here I am, Lord, and you're going to give your life to God today. Anyone. Whether you are uh, on the online live stream virtually or you're here in person. If you're online, just send a message. We'll get it, and I'll arrange with you how you can give your life to God. You know that I've flown down to Florida already and baptize two people in Jesus' name. If I got to fly down to Florida again, I'll fly down to Florida and baptize people again. If I got to go to New York, I'll go to New York and baptize people. If I got to go to Canada, I'll go to Canada and baptize people. You ready for this one? If I got to go to Russia, I'll go to Russia and baptize people. If I got to go to the Philippines and baptize people, I'll go to the Philippines and baptize people. I'm calling out these places because these places are viewing us all the time. Wherever I got to go. If I got to go to Jamaica to do it, I'll go to Jamaica and do it. Wherever I got to go, doesn't matter to me. I'm a servant of God. I have no control over my life. Jesus is Lord of my life. So whatever he tells me to do, that's what I do. I have nothing to do with me. No love lost to me. I'm not losing anything because, listen, I'm, 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 I'm the clay in his hand. I'm the clay in his hand. He is just doing whatever he wants, and he's sending and instructing. And, and I'm like, okay, whatever you like. Whatever you like, I like. Don't get me started about that. Anyone today ready to give their life to the Lord Jesus? Amen. Joyce, come on. Walk up to me, Joyce. Stand right there, Joyce. You stand right there. Stand right there. The Lord been speaking to Joyce, and he sent Joyce here. He uses the idea to invite Joyce here. And Joyce, uh, she just know that the Lord is talking to her. When you talk to her, she explained to you what she feels, what she feel God is doing. She talked to me on Thursday. Then when Sister Scarlett called her, as we do, uh, our guests that visit, we, we like to call them up and see how they like the service. And she started talking to Sister Scarlett. And Joyce made mention that she's ready to give her life to the Lord. She want to be baptized in Jesus' name. She want to be filled with God's spirit. 
And so we're going to pray for Joyce and then we're going to take Joyce down the road and we're going to baptize her in Jesus name today. I've got a robe. I've got towel. Joyce will get baptized. Today. You ready to get baptized today, Joyce? Okay. Stretch your hand towards Joyce. We're going to pray for her right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we're just your conduit. We take no credit for what you're doing in the lives of your people. But whatever you command, you are Lord of our life. And Lord, we will go, we will do whatsoever you want us to do. And so, Lord, we thank you for sending Joyce to this place. That you can allow us, Lord God, to administer your salvation plan for her life. Now, Lord, I pray today that as you work in Joyce's life, that there will be, oh God, the supernatural power from on high that will overshadow Joyce. And that she will be an instrument, a conduit that you can work through that others will be saved. I thank you for her today, oh God, responding to your call in faith and obedience. Now, Lord, I pray your strength upon Joyce. I pray that she will be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, and always abounding in the word of the Lord. I pray that you will increase her faith, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that she will walk the walk, Lord God, in fervency. Bless and keep Joyce. Let your face shine upon her and be gracious unto her. I pray today, Lord, that the will of God be done in her life and that, Lord Jesus, that she will show forth the glory of God. We thank you, Lord, for this word and your service today. We thank you, Lord God, for speaking to our hearts. Now, Lord, I pray that we will all hold to this word and carry it out and live it out and give honor and praise to you that you may be glorified in our life. Lord, we love you. We thank you today. We praise your holy name today. But there is none like you. We thank you for being our God. And more importantly, for being our Lord, our master, our ruler, our God. Jesus, we love you. And we adore you. And we thank you today. Somebody lift your hands and just worship him. And thank him for being so good to us. For calling us. For saving us. And for putting in us his word. Lord. Lord, I pray that you will help us that we will not live by our religious ways, our standard of living, or our good intentions, but God, that we will live according to your word, your truth, and by faith. Oh God, have your way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want somebody to come and witness this baptism. This is a burial and a resurrection. Come and witness it with us. Joyce is going to go down in the name of Jesus. We're just driving down the street. One traffic light down the street. We're going to go and we're going to baptize Joyce in Jesus' name. All right, Joyce, get your coat, get your bag. We're getting ready to go and we're going to baptize you in Jesus' name. We have a robe and towel for you and God's going to do some great things in your life. Amen. We love you, Joyce. Amen. Go ahead. We're coming. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. God bless you. I love you. And be godly.